Next up on Visual Wow. Virtual is not a Zoom call and virtual is not easy. Our power as an industry is to collaborate. It elevates our profession. It elevates the respect that people have for who we are. This is not something anybody can do. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Visual Wow. The podcast for people passionate about live events. We're obsessed with creating and capturing those wow moments. This is the place the top pros come to share their secrets. Now, here's your host, Jack Hartsman. Welcome back, Visual community, and we are here today. I feel like I've said this at least once already today. We are here today with uh, my dear friend Jacqueline Bernstein, Empire Force Events, and our guest, the incomparable Nancy Schaefer, recently named Meeting Planner of the Year by Smart Meeting Magazine, Nancy Schaefer, and the connection between the two of these people, besides the fact that I have known them, well, for an exceptionally long period of time, is that they are both huge supporters, back, uh, backbones and driving forces between uh, New York and Washington, D.C. and the Live Events Coalition. Nancy, Jacqueline, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us, Jack. It's a pleasure. Thank you. I, I appreciate the weeks of preparation we have gone through to have this podcast. <laughs> I feel like it started pre-COVID, and uh, and this is all we've been talking about. But since that is an absolute farce, uh, and uh, we haven't put any thought into this except for the fact that we knew we all had to get together to continue the message uh, of the Live Events Coalition and, and how we stay optimistic uh, about what's coming down the pike uh, in the trade, the profession, the disciplines that we have all come to know and love all these years. Nancy, um, we don't live that far away from each other. We, we, uh, we are both in the Washington area. What are you, uh, wh- where's your heart right now? What are you thinking about how to stay focused and, uh, and what's the driving thing that our listeners can, can follow you about as far as the Live Events Coalition goes? You know, it's interesting. On Monday, after we lost the remarkable Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and I'm heartbroken over that, I'm also inspired. She says, fight for what you believe in. And I absolutely believe 100% in the live events industry. It is an industry full of committed, passionate, tenacious people who are extremely talented and important. And I can't give up. I just isn't in my nature, so I won't. Well, uh, sitting next to me on the other side of me is another person I have never known the word give up to ever be in her vocabulary. <laughs> uh, Jacqueline, tell me about uh, what's driving you to continue to plow forward from doing live events uh, in Times Square to the upcoming event in Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, what, what's keeping you motivated? Well, before I answer that, I just have to say that it is such an honor to sit in your home, Nancy. I mean, to be around people is is incredulous. Um, and the way I know you, Nancy, bravo to this, pardon, or pun intended, is through Jack and our involvement with ISIS at the time, now ILEA. And I, we were counting, it must be about 20 four-ish years ago. So I think being in D.C. and our connection is through Jack and Monica, uh, et cetera, here down in D.C. is just really exciting to be here. And like I said, 
to see the background of what I see you on virtually so many times a week. It, it's inspiring. It gives us hope that we are going to get back together and gather in Absolutely. some function. Otherwise, we're just going to go to people's homes all the time. Me <laughs> exactly. and Jack okay. doing podcasts. We're going to carry podcasts, you know, microphones around and knock on people's door and say, hey, you have to let us in. This is all we can That's do at exactly the moment. It. We're going to gather and we're going to talk. Well, I'm, see, if I'm I was, thrilled that this works. If I was using that as a business model, I would find an industry that wasn't completely kicked in the teeth and on hiatus because then maybe I could like charge $10 to walk into people's homes and offices to like bring to my microphones. <laughs> and But our industry doesn't have any money right now. So we're just going to keep on trying to carry our message across, keep things going uh, until the time when we can actually get back to doing what we know and love and to do. that's my answer to your question that you asked. What keeps me going? That's what keeps me going. What's keeping me going is what I have at a full halt stop with. Um, I believe too much in this profession. Nancy knows this. Jack's heard this. That I didn't come this far to just come this far. I believe I'm saying that just just for us three here, as well as everyone else out there that happens to be listening. Um, I'm perplexed, and I am not sad or what's my phrase shy to cry that I'm frightened and how does a business stay in business that doesn't do business so if I'm in the event profession and I'm I'm honored to say a loud voice in it prior to all this how could I not be now and all of us here in this room and out there probably crawled under the covers at some point and decided today's not the day I can't deal with it I can't believe how in one breath someone's going to say when it comes back it's going to come back so big and better you'll be busy and the other minute you're thinking I can't even imagine when it's going to come back because our next live event experience that we're going to produce might not be till next May. And this is only September. This is incredulous and mind-bending. Um, so we have to fight, as you said. Ruth Bader Ginsburg went to my high school, or I went to her high school. Yeah, I think up, you went to her I high school. I went to her high school. We grew up, my home was nine blocks away from her home. And it's inspiring. It's also very interesting how she uh, died right on era Rosh Hashanah. Uh, but it means just she's a righteous woman. She's she's doing the righteous thing. She's completing a cycle of life. And if this is what has been done for us, hopefully not to us, and we're going to come out through this, I'm honored that Nancy approached me to be a founder and a leader for the New York, New Jersey coalition. And we are out there fighting for everyone that's out there listening to this financially to make sure that we're protected. If we can't work based on everyone's health and welfare, then our health and welfare needs to be covered. You all can read in the media and on the Live Events Coalition website what the specifics are, the acts, and what we're looking to be passed. But we have to be involved. I cannot be an event professional now and just sit there and wait. I have to be able to do something to hopefully bring us back and or keep us, uh, not back, survive to the other side. Survive and, to the other side. And Nancy is truly leading the national effort, and I'm honored to do it locally, and I'm honored to get this platform. Um, it's not about the pretty events. It's about saving us as event professionals, our livelihood, to do whatever the events are going to be. Well, as Nancy probably remembers from a long, long time ago, you certainly do, Jacqueline, because you were on the early inception of it. Visual Wow was actually a visual platform uh, 25 years ago um, that Monica and I created a play on words, visual being visual wow being cool pictures. Mm -hmm. And we gave birth to a newsletter that was sort of uh, a partner or a mini version of Special Event Magazine, and it tied into our local ISIS, now ILEA chapter. And, and it gave us a chance in our local community, because we were so tightly knit, to, to show off pictures and visuals from 
the local events in the Washington community. And, and, uh, and it became later a website for photographers to be able to share their uh, photographs with end user clients. Well, that was, uh, it kind of went dormant about a decade ago. And when Monica and I, uh, a few years ago, started thinking about a podcast idea, we tossed around a lot of different names and we didn't really move forward with it. Well, guess what? We all have a little bit too much time on our hands right now. <laughs> and all of a sudden, uh, we gave new birth to, uh, to the visual wow podcast, uh, and website. So, uh, but, but as Nancy, as you certainly know, and the three of us together here in this room, and, and I'm sorry that Monica couldn't be with us today. Um, but we're all educators. We all love to carry on the message. We all grew up in this business. We, we followed mentors. We went to the meetings, we went to the socials, we went to the conventions, and people, young people don't have that opportunity anymore, or at least right now. So Nancy, um, how do you uh, either either suggest to or, or offer guidance to young people who want to be the next Nancy Schaefer, who want to be the next Jacqueline Bernstein? To They don't have the meetings to go to that we grew up in. They don't have the, 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 the conferences. Uh, it's even hard to get an internship, though there are still a few available, um, to, to just come and learn because there's no events to take them on and teach them how to fold napkins or teach them how to tape down an extension cord or how to plan a schedule. How do you give wisdom to young people today? Well, first I say you might want to wait until after COVID, and then I say no, you can't wait till after COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the thing that's so different about the events industry today than when we all started is that it is that. It is an industry. And while it technically was an industry when I started almost 30 years ago, it wasn't what it is today. You couldn't get a degree. You didn't have you know, a master's in event planning and tourism. You just kind of made it up while you went along. And there were definitely benefits to that. I think that as an industry, we were closer, we worked together, we supported one another. And then we went through a period of time where I think people did not want to collaborate. There was this fear that said, we're not going to collaborate. Nope, nope, there's not enough business. There's plenty of business. Fast forward to the One of the few silver linings that I believe that there is in COVID is, number one, is that I think that as an industry, we are coming together and realizing that our power, not only in getting the attention of Capitol Hill, but our power as an industry is to collaborate. It elevates our profession. It elevates the respect that people have for who we are. And they understand that we are, this is not something anybody can do. So in terms of, the next generation, one of the things that is absolutely critical is to be very clear on what this industry is. We are storytellers. We are behind the scenes. This is not getting dressed up and going to a party. Hmm. You do get dressed up. You do go to a party. But just like Ginger Rogers, you dance backwards in high heels with no food. <laughs> and you start at seven in the morning and you change in a bathroom and you finish at three in the morning. <laughs> And I can't imagine doing anything else with my life. I adore what I do. I adore the education component that it is for clients. And I also think that we as the seniors or the more wise 
seniors as in wait senior a minute, in high minute, school. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There are certain school, taboo words that we do not talk about with Jack and Bernstein. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say senior anything okay. unless it's about high school graduators. As, as the brilliantly wise founders or founding members of an industry, one of the things that I think is the most important is it is our responsibility to give back to the next generation. I think it's important that you are available. Um, everybody who knows me knows that I am that person that you should pick up the phone and you should call. I'm old school. Please don't write me an email to ask me, can you make a phone call? Mm -hmm. And then when is it good to make a phone call? Friggin' call me and then tell, if I can't talk to you, I will tell you I can't talk to you. But I think that it's really important if you want to be in this industry to find people that you have respect for and reach out, ask them for guidance ask them can you do an unpaid intern ask them what is what was the most important thing they learned when they started um and i think that the the plus and the minus of the industry is it's an industry that's great it's a career and it's it's a profession and a career that you can have and be respected for the downside is that a lot of people think that they don't have to pay their dues to get there then. And that tends to be a problem. I want you to learn from the best. I want you to ask lots of questions. At Bravo, we have two rules. Number one is you must think out loud. Mm. And number two is you must ask questions. And that's for an intern to the CEO. It doesn't matter. Um, but we're storytellers. And to do that, you have to ask questions. You have to listen you have to hear what is not said. And that's, I think, one of the greatest skills that we have. Pay attention to your surroundings. Um, as a planner, my job is to work with all of my team. And I don't tend to call them vendors. I tend to call them partners because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, my job is to make sure that I see everything that's going on, to make sure that that team has everything that they need. I'm not the client. I'm part of that team. And so I want anyone who's young who really wants to do this to continue to reach out, even if we're not doing events. And there are many people who are doing some events. There's lots of virtual events going on, and there are places where there are small events going on. Don't give up. Keep asking. Keep inquiring. Keep spreading your net as far as you can. The pandemic has made my world much smaller. If you had told me that I would know people as intimately as I know people now in Oregon or Denver, Mm -hmm. I would have told you that's crazy. I don't do events in Oregon and Denver. And now I know that the minute I step foot in Oregon, all I got to do is call Dwayne and Dwayne's going to hook me up. If I'm in Colorado, all I got to do is call Andy. The world has gotten smaller and there's a real benefit to that. Actually, I'd love to just jump on this, Jack. When you said you, my world has gotten smaller, sometimes smaller sounds insular. Your world has really opened up even more. Very much so. You know, that's like glass half empty and fall. And that's what I was thinking. Why is she saying small? Look at all the people that she's met. And I loved how you talked about pick up the phone. I've said this to our team in the olden days, you know, February back, <laughs> that I cannot stand that email back and forth. When can we have a call? I'm going back and forth. Just Or pick the time and just do it. Right. Action. Take action and do it. And think about now how we're communicating. As much as we're not doing the live event experiences, we probably would back in February and January and all never thought, let's get a whole group of people for a conference call on a Zoom format. Meaning, we rarely get on a regular conference call anymore, right? Phone. Well, to, we do everything 
visually wow, Jack. Look how it ties in. <laughs> so, you know, Washington Talent is, is a pretty large company in the entertainment and, and photography world. Uh, we're not a, obviously a one-man show. We have what we call inside uh, account executives or entertainment consultants, as well as external. And our internal people basically are racing to get the phone and, and fulfill people's needs who just are, are trying to just get to the to the finish line. And then we have outside people who go and meet with them and they meet people's homes and they go out for coffee, etc. But now in the time of COVID, we're not having that opportunity for coffee. Nope. People who are calling in need to have their hands held. And as much as most of us didn't understand the word Zoom, except from like an old uh, explorative in a Batman, you know, cartoon from <laughs> Bam Wham from Zoom. Bam, Wham, and yeah, Zoom exactly. Right. Um, I, I remember having or a conversation. show. Yeah. Well, we didn't know what Zoom was in February. And now we are encouraging um, not just our event consultants, but our clients. Hey, jump on a call with us. Mm-hmm. Let's see what your face looks like we don't we're not going to pass judgment on your furniture in the background in your in your living room but but just jump on board with us and let us look into your eyes and and see hopefully it's something good not just despair we're here to help we're here to get you to the finish line um Jacqueline and I have, have done a few podcasts in these last couple of days where we're really trying to get a message together I'm going to let her tell you about the uh, and, and and our listening audience about a project that we're going to start in October to give not just young people but our own people, our own peers, an opportunity to have this forum on a regular basis, on a Zoom or a Facebook Live that she's going to be spearheading. But but to come back to what you were saying, we need the eye-to-eye contact. We are not wired for isolation. It's not in our DNA. And, and our industry is predominantly creatives. And the term creative and the term depression do not go in the same sentence very well. No. They, they don't get along. Or as I like to coin the phrase, peaches and lasagna, both good on their own, but not usually on the same mm-hmm. plate. Not so good on the same plate. See? So to give the people who really looked forward to that NACE meeting, that ILEA meeting, going to the special events conference, uh, going to BizBash, nobody has that outlet. We don't even have the, the event we're going to go help our friend with because we just feel like going to an event this Saturday night. Right. So we're trying to create this forum now to be... Uh, something on the regular that people can count on every Wednesday afternoon or whatever it might be. And Jacqueline has been just wonderful to donate her time and, and give us that time slot and her busy schedule. I'm hoping that you, we can count on you to jump on with her and not just about the Live Events Coalition, but but all the other things that are going on that some people just need a, 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 an events outlet for therapy to talk about, to remind them that this virus hasn't just plucked our entire livelihood out of us. We can still breathe a little bit until this is over. One of the things that, you know, I'm involved in a lot of Zoom calls, far more than I ever thought I would be. Mm. Um, and I love to see people's faces and I, I want to see their expressions. I think that some of us are, um, our vocals become emotional and so you basically know who we are and, and what we're saying. But many are not and I think it's important to look in somebody's eyes. Um, I also think it gives others a level of comfort that says, oh my God, I'm not alone. What I hear a lot is I feel so alone. I feel so isolated. Whether or not you live alone or you live in a house with 40 people, if you are in this industry, there are moments right now where you feel overwhelmed and alone. Is this going to get better? When is this going to end? And 
while I don't have the answer to that, what I do know is, is that an industry of people like ours, because I believe you're born to be in this industry. I don't believe that you can be taught everything in mm-hmm. the industry. You got to have an innate something to be in the events yep. business. And if it's either a, that or you're a glutton for punishment, I was yeah. say, you're a glutton for punishment. <laughs> and if what you really want is to get filthy rich, run. Yes. This is not the world for you. Do not, do not, do not. Um, but the ability to see someone and to know that we are having the same kind of experience is the gift that Zoom gives us right now. Um, And don't ever, if you are not feeling strong and you feel like you need to talk to somebody who is in the same position as you, pick up the phone, send a text, say, I need a Zoom. I need it with a glass of wine, without a glass of wine. I need it with a cup of coffee. And if you need need something something, stronger than wine, go for it. Absolutely. I'm a a bourbon girl. (laughs) Go for the bourbon. But I do think that, that, Zoom helps. It's exhausting in a way that's different than other forms. Than putting on shoes and going standing at a cocktail reception. Absolutely. Like, like we used to gather. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that is true. You know. But it, it is, I, I do live alone, at, at home alone. And yeah, there was that isolation and just being with everyone and seeing 40 people. Exactly. Whether you know them for years or just met them, I, I how we talk about Dwayne in Oregon has become like a BFF now. We've never you got Dwayne, you got Bonnie, I got Anthony, and there are things that I know about people's families that I don't think. Well, no, I did know that about anybody I knew. I knew everything about their family too because I ask. Um, my husband says all the time, "How do you know that?" And I'm like, "Because I ask." That's right. Um, that's the difference with being Jewish and being English. <laughs> I grew up in a house where everything was said. He grew up in a house where nothing was said. Um, makes for interesting conversations. Of, of course, the, the question we don't have time for is, and how exactly did you meet? But we're not going to go there. <laughs> That's right. easy. The hairdresser fixed us up. The hairdresser. Not going there. So, but I like there's the hope for me yet. There is hope for you yet. You better have a good hairdresser and you tell that hairdresser. First of all, there's hope for you anyway, period, end well, of conversation. <laughs> okay. But yes, you know, and again, we're an industry of relationships. That's the key to who we are. We support one another. Um, we are there for each other. This is not um, a solo sport of any nature whatsoever. And, and so we have to be in it with others. And I think part of what we are all missing is that. We miss getting up, even though a 4 a.m. load-in is not a pleasant experience, I would die for a 4 a.m. load-in where I can walk in and I can see my team and I can give hugs and I can say, how are you? And I can, you know, whine about the fact that my feet hurt three hours later because I've been standing on a concrete floor. But we have to do it as a team and we have to do it as a, a, a joint effort. It's the thousand-piece um, jigsaw puzzle. One piece is missing. I don't care where it's missing from. Something's not going to work. Well, you, just real quick. Go ahead, Jack. I, I, cause you, I remember having this conversation with you years ago. One of the things about 4am calls is you, it, the people that are at a 4am call know the importance of a 4am call. Whether <laughs> yeah. your, whether your doors are at 11am or 7pm, if you're there at four o'clock in the morning, if you dragged your ass out of bed at three o'clock in the morning to be there, or even at 345 in the morning to be there Correct. at four o'clock, you're there because you're the professional that knows you need to be there. And I, I know we all give a lot of homage and a lot of credit and, and rightfully so to Joe Jeff Goldblatt for kind of 
making the world that we all exist in. I was very honored to photograph the back cover of one of his books many years ago. And and then the event that you photographed of ours is on the front cover of his book. That's correct. That's correct. But, but (laughs) I remember having a conversation with him about, he wanted something really dramatic to be the, the, the the picture of him. And we came, Oh God, you know, that, that that monument that used to be out in, in uh, park Potomac and it's now over in national Harbor, it's called the awakening and it's the hand that's coming out of the ground. And he's like, yeah, but it has to be really dramatic. And I'm like, well, really dramatic means we have to be there at sunrise. And he's like, then we're going to be there at sunrise. Hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, what did you just say? Well, what I just said was to do the job right for the guy that needed to be done right for. I was up at four o'clock in the morning and Joe, Jeff and I were freezing our little kishkas off. Absolutely. Uh, on a uh, on an early morning, fall morning, it must have been 37 or 40 degrees. And we were out there waiting for the sun to come up to do that perfect shot of him at the awakening. It just, you don't think about it. Once you're there, it's where you're supposed to be to get the job done right. And he was the one that put the bar where it was to tell us all to be there and do it right. Well, that's why when you were talking before about creative depressions don't go well together. And as much as we're in a creative or innovative industry, we're, we're also, especially my company doing event production and destination management is so logistic focused. And so also logistics and um, depression don't go well together because you think that we can control everything and this is so beyond our control. And, and I, I want to also mention, we're talking about Joe Jeff Goldblatt. For those of you that might not know, he is the founding president of the International Special Event Society. We referred to as ISIS before. And now, yes, years later, there was a name change and it's ILEA, the International Live Events Association. And I think what's interesting, and we actually, Nancy, were talking about this weekend, the collaboration between those organizations, which is how we all met, the three of us yeah. that are here, here through ILEA, um, but also the Live Events Coalition, which is kind of like ILEA, not 2.0, but 2.0 plus. ILEA has a purpose. It's the education. It's keeping us together, the certification. I'm honored to be one of the 30 legacy members internationally. And the Live Events Coalition came out of an unfortunate situation, but the fact that the two organizations are collaborating to serve the live event professionals, and the fact that you could still go to your ILEA meeting might not be uh, live. It might just be uh, virtual. Maybe it's going to be hybrid. But then you have the Live Events Coalition fighting for all of us, so there will be a reason to go to an ILEA meeting. That's what's just so important now with the collaboration and alignment. How many, I use that word aligning with and mobilizing, the words I never really used before. Well, it's interesting. When we talk to other industry, what we call them our industry organizations and partners, whether it's ILEA, it's NACE, it's MPI, it's um, any of any the event industry council. Trust me, there are many, many, many of them. We want to align with them. And, and that alignment is... We don't want to merge with you. We don't want to take over from what you're doing. Mm-hmm. We want to align with you to make our industry a better and stronger industry. The, and I think that that's what we're going to, that's what we are doing and what we are going to continue to in do. In the early days when Live Events Coalition started, and again, I was very honored that Nancy reached out to um, myself in order to get involved and get started. What I loved is that they were aligned with an organization like U.S. Travel. For those of you that are listening, right. they are a significant player um, verbally. They're the big players. And honestly, monetarily, 
with uh, Capitol Hill, as you always refer to Congress as. You're the girl in D.C. I'm just from Brooklyn. What, what do I know from this Trust town? me, right now I have a few other words I would like to call <laughs> uh, them besides it. Capitol Hill, but I'm assuming that there might be young people but on I, this, and I'll, I'll refrain. <laughs> but I love being involved in an organization that's aligned with action in our government right now. A lot. Of, did I ever pay attention to when Congress was coming back into session and when they might vote on a bill? The only time I thought about voting on a bill is when we watched Schoolhouse Rock and sang the song about it. I'm just a bill sitting we, on we Capitol joke. Hill. <laughs> we joke. In D.C., we're probably the only market that does pay that, attention that to that. On, you know, we need to know what day they're voting. That's we need true. to know when they're coming back. You can't have an event here. But that's a unique entity of here. Of here. But we know, I guess, in the event is when the United Nations General Assembly would be in New York and when the president was driving the motorcade around. So we we get that. But now we're so focused on advocacy and awareness in our profession. And it doesn't take away from, as Jack always likes to say, teaching someone how to fold napkins. I don't necessarily know how to fold a napkin, but boy, I sure know who to hire and who the right partner is to get it done. And that's why we need to ensure that this profession stays intact, because at some point we are going to sit together at a table. Some say break bread. I say clink glasses, cocktail glasses. And that napkin's going to need to be folded properly. 100%. And we are going back. You can't... It's an industry of massive type A personalities. We will not... We don't know how to sit still. But it's not even our industry. The world needs to come back. The world needs... I just compare it to... We talk a lot about this, the indoor dining at restaurants. That in New York City, it's only going to... They just voted last week. 25%. That's going to happen at 25% starting next week in October, uh, September 30th. But prior to that, if you were only going to be able to dine outside, dining is one of the mo- main focal points of an event. Whether you're dining or you're having a cocktail or you're in a venue. And if we could only be outside, and we talked about this earlier with David Adler, it's, going, it's getting colder now. And we don't want to have that type of shutdown unless it has to for health reasons, but we can't be cooped up inside. So the dining is is almost the, uh, the big equalizer. And if those things can happen safely, which is first and foremost for anyone in the event profession, any of these gatherings happening properly, then that's going to get us as we keep moving forward to the other side uh, as event professionals getting to coordinate and produce the uh, events that we do. So Nancy, tell me about Bravo. What, what are you telling your staff? What are you telling your customers that are either past that point of we've rescheduled already, we're ready to cancel your staff that's chomping at the bit to do anything re- related to helping people um, and, and, and kind of tying in with, with one of the things that Jacqueline recently brought up, and that is um, people that are making decisions on events that are two or three years away based on the current um, either political, economic um, climates they're judging their opinions on what they're seeing on the news today. And that's policy and politics put aside left or right of the aisle. You know, you hear about protesting in a city or something of that nature, and you all of a sudden don't want to have your wedding or you don't want to do your corporate conference. Um, what do you, how, how are you keeping people on the straight and narrow to, to not lose focus? The fact that we still have to exist. We're wired for communication. We're wired for collaboration to, to keep the events going. So for my team, this is what happens when when the boss becomes the president of the Live Events Coalition and that <laughs> takes stuck. 12 to 15 <laughs> hours a day. Basically, that means that you're now working for the Live Events Coalition. <laughs> In terms of clients, look, all of my clients are done for the year. I'm literally closing out the last one right now, which was going to be an inaugural event because there will be no inaugural events. And, you know, it's 
There are days that it's very hard to remember, oh, wait a minute, I, I built a business, namely Bravo Events, and when this is over, then what? Um, I, I think that what I want people to know and people who know who I am is that we will come back. Your event is important because your event is part of your marketing and communications strategy. What I tell people all the time is, you know, people go, what do you do? And I said, well, sometimes I try to tell people that I'm a marketing and communications firm whose medium is live experiences, because that's really what it is. Mm -hmm. We tell people stories, whether it's for profit or nonprofit. The key is I need someone who has been there to walk away having had an experience that impacted them. Did it impact them with joy because it was just a fun event? Great. Did it impact them that they learned about a new nonprofit that is advocating for something that's really important? That's even better. Um, but for my clients, they understand that when I'm in, I'm in. And I'm in about as far as I can go. Um, I had you know, one client who said, all right, we're, we're going to end your contract. And I said, that's great. And I understand why. But we haven't finished doing what we have to do. So understand, I'm not asking you to pay me past this date. I will finish out what I have to finish out because I'm not going to stop until it's completed, right? It's a simple, well, I would say it's a simple task. It's not really a simple task, but you know, if I make a commitment, then I make a commitment. My commitment right now is to LEC, my commitment to any and all of my clients as they begin to return and as new ones are looking for someone and choose to go with Bravo, I'm in and I'm in a hundred percent. I always like to say 150%. And then my Stephen, my husband tells me, Nancy, there isn't anything. It's it's a hundred percent. There is no more than a hundred percent. It's like, a Jewish thing. Again, we it always, is. it's an embellishment. Or maybe you look to be 120 it. years old, like Moses yeah, did. And then right. you Moses said it was okay. You know, so we continue. It's, it's the Brits. What can I say? Um, that and an engineer. So there's a lot of, it has to be very literal in this house, which I'm not. Um, you know, I think that, that it's important to remember why you chose this industry. And I'm not sure if this industry chose me or I chose it. And I think it might've chosen me um, because it, it was not something that I really kind of knew existed. I just kind of fell into it. That's probably a story for another podcast <laughs> for the little Jewish girl who ran country western swing dance competitions and became an event planner. I remember um, you and yeah, your, exactly. your country swing. <laughs> you remember, that I remember is that was hilarious. Hilarious. at the country Nan- junction up in Rockville. Nancy in her boots and her little denim skirts. That's it, my little skirts. I remember um, that. That's a long time ago. But, you know, I think that, that what is the most important is the understanding of why gathering is so important, whether it is a meeting, a trade show, a concert, a sporting event, a gala, a wedding, a bar, bat mitzvah, a quinceanera, a funeral. We mm-hmm. need human connection. And that's part of what is making this so desperately hard is it's one thing when we had the recession in 2008, it was hard. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it was easy. It was hard. I will tell you today I would take 2008 over 2020 any day of the week. Because I still was able to sit in a room with people. I was still able to give someone a hug. I was still able to go to dinner and cocktails and sit next to you and commiserate and go, oy, 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 oy. You don't have that right now. And, and it's proof 
of why what we do is so important because it's so necessary. And I also think that, you know, my other silver lining is I do believe that when we get to the other side of this, our profession will be a little bit more respected because people are going to realize how hard it is to do what we do. We are miracle workers. And I joke, if we would stop performing miracles, they'd stop asking for them. (laughs) We don't know how not to do that. Um, We're going to come back. I would love to be able to have a crystal ball and tell you when. I don't know the answer to that. Crystal ball. You know, you talk about the gatherings and when you listed all the different types of events and you ended with funerals, think about how challenging it, 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 it was and still is for those that unfortunately have lost loved ones during this time. And after that happened, they said, I couldn't go to the hospital to gather with them to be with them. And then we couldn't gather together to have a proper funeral. And it's an event. It's not necessarily the kind of anyone wants to plan. Um, And then we talked about when we were talking with the legislators, think of this as a political rally or at a fundraising dinner that you were doing to get into office. If you're not sure what live events are, those are those gatherings. And we joke uh, about our industry made the media at the very beginning. We've canceled going to this sporting event. This big corporation canceled their big meeting. All the business trips are canceled. The airlines, everything's cut back. Our whole industry got its limelight in the media, unfortunately, for a bad reason. And hopefully... Well, then they stopped talking about us because they didn't realize... They realized that those cancellations were big economic impacts. What they didn't realize about all those cancellations was the ecosystem that was impacted by... And the people behind it all. Didn't have, I didn't have, I mean, that's why we're here. We had to pull the curtain back and say these don't happen magically. You know, the Wizard of Oz may be some big, beautiful thing out front, but if you pull the curtain, it was just a little guy and we're a lot of little guys, you know, and people have said to me, what is the live events coalition? And, you know, we're the frontliners, we're the ragtag, we are the people that make this happen. We are the small businesses that every day, day in and day out, work to create those gatherings and those human connections and planned out you know when restaurants our timing when restaurants were told you could reopen they went in they cleaned the back of house they got some of the food maybe some of it was frozen (laughs) they called back some staff and they were able to open within a day or two you can't necessarily plan a gathering that people might have to travel for that needs to be rehearsed and it's just unfortunate we don't get we don't we need a runway in order to start. Lights on for us is six months. <laughs> you can turn the lights on, but you need to give me... All right, I'll move fast. Give me three months, but you can't give me 24 hours. And, it's and not I do happen. have to just jump in because you kept using the word all in. And I have to give a shout out to the city of New York. I sit on the board of directors of NYC and Company, which is the official marketing destination management organization, the Conventures Bureau. Yep. And we have a new campaign now that's called All In NYC. But it could be All In Flatbush, the area I'm from all in Broadway and all in means all of us are all in. We're all in this together, as you were saying, whether we're shut down or back of house loading an event or not doing events together and commiserating and unfortunately losing money as I speak. Um, but we're all in to see the comeback. And as Jack talked about earlier, my city, New York City and other cities have had other situations that have affected 
affected them beyond the pandemic mm-hmm. uh, without getting into political climate and just what we've seen out in the streets and what the media has unfortunately, fortunately they report, but unfortunately has made that the story. And as Jack mentioned earlier, companies are not necessarily doing events because of the pandemic, but companies also not deciding to come to New York because of the other situations that are happening there. And that is not patriotic. And if we want to be patriotic now, you have to support those cities. If I said before, after September 11th, we would say we're open for business. We're not on sale. Now, we would love to say that now, but now whatever you would need from whether it be me or Nancy or Jack doing photography, any event producer anywhere, we are going to make sure that any destination you go to, first of all, is health, healthy and safe wise uh, uh, to do following the protocols. But then of course, a welcoming place for you to want to do your events. Businesses should not go out of business, period. They should definitely not have to shut down because of the pandemic. And then the other effects of everything that's happening in the um, uh, political or world environment should not be a reason why companies are not doing work. So I'm going to put all the social channels and connections and way to get a hold of these two spectacular ladies uh, in the show notes. We can't talk anymore because we can just keep talking. I I know we could, but one of us (laughs) has to get on a train and go back to New York and I have to get her to a train station. uh, The other one has to get the gray dyed out of her hair. Full disclosure. Can't deal with it anymore. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. So I just wanted to, uh, I I just wanted to say thank you again. We're we're not quite finished yet, but uh, to Nancy Schaefer again, congratulations on your, uh, your recent um, big, uh, big award uh, as meeting planner of the year Mm -hmm. from smart meeting magazine. Wow. Got that right on the first try. You did. I'm impressed. Uh, and and for uh, and for Bravo, uh, tell everybody uh, just a quick way to get a hold of you. Sure. Okay. There are a couple of ways to get a hold of me. Um, you can get a hold of me at my email, which is well, I have two. Nancy at aboutbravo.com or this one's longer. N Schaefer S H A F F E R at live events coalition.org again that's n schaefer at live events coalition.org or nancy at about bravo.com and uh, are you on instagram or anything else interesting like that oh yes we are see that's the team because i'm not good with this we are on linkedin we are on instagram and we are on facebook and we are on Twitter and now you're going to ask me all those handles. I'm not aren't going you? to. If you have any issues getting a hold of anybody, you can also you can always go to visualwild.com, uh, Jack at visualwild.com. You can check the show notes of this episode; uh, it'll all be in there. And then, of course, Jacqueline Bernstein uh, at empireforce.com and Jacqueline J A C. It, it's not Jacqueline Bernstein. It's Jacqueline J A C L Y N. Things you should at know. Empireforce.com. At empireforce.com. But uh, so that's my email. Uh, I would give my cell number, but no, nope, nope, we're not going to cell numbers. That. But, but the other. But your Instagram, where everyone can see you laying down all over in cities in New York and, and now in Washington, D.C. and all your incredible wacky things you're doing in New York. Your Instagram is? Jacqueline, J-A-C-L-Y-N underscore Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. And same thing on Facebook. So I, I want to roll back to, I, I love these ladies. And, and Empire and, Force Events, too. You can follow those. Listen, you can find them. If you just yell out your window loud enough, somebody who knows <laughs> one you know, of them. You know, 100% right. I'm trying to find Jacqueline Bernstein and Nancy Schaefer. Anybody know them? Someone Someone's going to say Googled they do. Told me this Jackie DMC NYC. There you are. I I want to go back to something that Nancy said about how COVID has brought us all together, made the world a little bit smaller. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to share something with you that because I I don't think either of you are doing this hands on right now, and I've been forced to, uh, and I say that kicking and screaming because I've actually grown to now begin to like it. 
that I am kind of running the, the virtual department at Washington Talent now, and we are taking regular events. There aren't many corporate, but mostly social events, weddings, bar and bat mitzvahs, and we are bringing a virtual experience. And I don't mean just setting up a laptop on a chair in the back of the room. We are producing what I consider to be, and the term that Jacqueline actually taught me years and years and years ago, is the experience through a virtual medium. And so I just want to share with the two of you, we talked about weddings. I'm going to talk about funerals also, because in the last two weeks, I just did two very, very emotional events. Uh, Actually three, two weddings and a funeral in between. And I just want to share with you something that happened at all three of them, that the wedding was at the Park Hyatt here in Washington, D.C. We had a bridegroom and a rabbi. That's it. And we had 107 people chime in virtually. The groom was in the army reserve. He had people chiming in from Kuwait and from Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. His family is from the Dominican Republic. And we had people from the DR. And we actually did a tech rehearsal on Thursday before their Saturday wedding to the DR to make sure people could zoom in. Anyway, we had about 160 people, if you include all the people and all the different things, chime in to watch this wedding. And we gave them a two-camera, multifaceted, amazing experience at the Bar Hyatt. And at the end of the wedding, when we were done, quite frankly, with the live broadcast and we were going to go down to Georgetown and do some more photographs, the bride and groom pulled up a bar stool to one of our computers and sat in front of a 27-inch monitor and had one-on-one conversation mm. with the 48 or 50 people left on the screen. It took an hour and a half. We were so behind schedule to go do photographs. I said, we can take photographs anytime. But they were talking to four different continents in seven different time zones. And they had five or 10 minutes with each one of their guests. What event have you ever been to where the host or hostess, bride or groom, could have that kind of quality Mm -hmm. time? The funeral the following week, and the funerals happen very quickly, especially Jewish ones. I got a call from the funeral home on a Saturday morning, and we were videotaping it on a Monday afternoon. I called on a Saturday, but okay. It is. I guess they have to. You guys still got to do it. You got to call it, yep. The, the the woman who passed was actually a Holocaust survivor, non-COVID related. Mm-hmm. She was in her 90s. And we had people on the Zoom call from Toronto, are you ready for this? To Moscow. Wow. And when it was over, it wasn't just a family reunion going on on the Zoom session. It was like Thanksgiving dinner minus the turkey. They were, please, please don't end this yet. We have a lot of things we want to talk to, you know, the grandmother in, in, they're all speaking in Russian. What do I know from Russian? And and, and it's amazing what it, what it brought forward. And lastly, a very simple thing that we just did last weekend where we, all we did was supply um, a virtual session for a ceremony only in Leesburg. And when it was over, people just left private messages for the bride and groom, we would spotlight each one of the people there. And it was about a dozen and a half. But I'm telling you, worth an Academy Award was the grandparents from Oklahoma, the Jewish grandparents from Oklahoma with the authentic accent. We're everywhere. You do know that. I, I do. I, I'm well aware. <laughs> Just want you to know. I, There's nowhere we're not. So what I'm saying is that, you know, we're, we're trying to tell people, Jacqueline, on the corporate level, please don't count us out. We're still here. Whatever go, the political arena is all about, we're going to get through this. Nancy, we're saying the same thing about social, about corporate. Mm-hmm. You know, stick your heels and go through the process. Yeah. The virtual thing is not the end of the world, and I think it's going to be here for decades. Oh, I think that virtual is here to stay I, in I, some I form or fashion. Here's what I'm going to say to everyone who is listening who is outside of this industry, and I hope it reaches those people. Me too. Virtual is not a Zoom call, and virtual is not easy. 
Remember, when we do a virtual event, not a not a, a milestone event, but when we do a virtual corporate event or a nonprofit event, we are now producing a TV show because we have to really focus on our content. So as hard as they are, understand that they're not going to be cheaper. You get what you pay for, and it's a TV show, not a live experience where you're sitting there. But I also think that what they have done is they have made us realize that we have to be more thoughtful about content. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you're not thoughtful about content, nobody knows if I get up and walk away from my computer in the middle of that virtual conference. They don't see me. You can see me get up in the second row and be like, oh, Nancy's leaving. But, you know, I I think that, that the world at large has gotten smaller is really what I meant when I said yes. smaller, in that we reach everyone and we touch people, and that exactly what you just said, Jack, whether it is those are, you know, personal events, but even corporate, nonprofit, anything, we're talking about human beings, and there is power in human connection. And I think that that's the part that people have to remember, and I think that coming out of this, and we will, um, I think there'll be more respect of the power of human connection and why it is so important to all of us. Um, and not even just for a brand to reach further or a nonprofit to get their mission out or a, a bride and groom to celebrate amongst people in person. Mm-hmm. This is about the importance to who human beings are. Um, we want to communicate with one another. We need to communicate with one another and we need to do it in person. I don't think we can add anything to that. I think, I think that is every nail been hit on every head and Nancy, uh, great words and, uh, inspirational for, for every bit of it to the two ladies sitting left and right of me who are huge supporters of the live event coalition on a global stage, let alone the one that Jacqueline does in New York and Nancy does here in the nation's capital from Nancy at Bravo and Jacqueline at Empire Force Events uh, and me and our cute little podcast that we are trying to take an events message with all that I can and all the people that I can muster up to keep this uh, industry alive uh, through the vehicle of this podcast and any other way we can. Nancy, anything you need here, just holler. We'll bring the microphones. We will get the message out. Jacqueline, thank you for a wonderful weekend here, uh, tooling around town uh, and going door to door to meet some family and friends and get them on on the podcast. And um, to have a good Lashana Tova. And, and to have a good Lashana Tova to Nancy as well. And um, we are going to look forward to sending out the information to our listening audience about the live, what are we going to call it? I think it's going to be like events cocktail with Jacqueline. Well, I think it would have to be cocktails. Hour. It would have to be plural. Yeah. Co- have you ever seen her drink just, yeah, just one? one. Yeah. And definitely Co- not happy cocktails. hour. Because wherever I am, whenever it is, that's happy hour. We'll figure it out. So it's going to be like event cocktails with Jacqueline? Oh, we'll figure it out. Maybe yeah. the people can write in and come up with an idea. That's it. I like that. Let's have a write-in campaign on naming this new program. Two words have to be included. Cocktails and Jacqueline. Okay, so last so yesterday we did our first live events broadcast with the cast and crew of Empire Force Events and Kelly Gillespie because she happened to be within arm's reach and we threw her on the show. <laughs> so yesterday we did our first live events broadcast on the Visual podcast on visual.com on the Facebook page. So now, listening audience, we are asking you to help come up with the name for Jacqueline's show. Thank you, Nancy. Absolutely. Great. Everybody likes a contest. A show. And Nancy is going to personally deliver 
the winning. No, she's not going to do that. No, well, someone well, in the live events coalition in the state can do it. So go to visual. the winner. You may get something from a live event coalition representative in your state. Oh, right, this so, is fun now. So visualwow.com is the place to go. Uh, we're going to set up a little uh, a little contest thing. You have to come up with a name for Jacqueline's Share Her Wisdom uh, program that she's going to put on. And engage with all of you. There's so many platforms and communications out there. We want ours to be different. So. And so the title of the show has to have the name Jacqueline. Jacqueline, preferably something with cocktails and events in the in, in the title. Nancy, you get all the credit and you can take all the mud off of my face if this blows up. If it blows up, great. Not a big deal, but I would be remiss if I don't do one thing. What's that? If you are not a member of the Live Events Coalition. Put your money on the table. Please. We can't do this. I would love to be able to say that we have a big corporate sponsor. Live, um, you know, We don't have that big corporate sponsor. Everything we do, we do person by person. So go to liveeventscoalition.org and join. Look for the you join letter, fill it out and send it to the hill. And we will also, you know, if you want to get on our mailing list so that you make sure you get all of our newsletters, do that as well. Liveeventscoalition.org. And there's the bell telling us that our session must be over. That's it. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast. I'm Jack Hartsman, your host, Nancy Jacqueline. Thank you so much for being a part of it. We'll see you next time, everyone. We're out. Thanks. Honor. Love you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Visual Wow. If you like what you heard, like us on Facebook, Twitter, and tell your friends. Go to visualwow.com for more info. If you didn't like what you heard, just keep it to yourself. Know a pro we should be talking to on the show? Drop us a line. Talk with you next time on Visual Wow.